The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? And whiskey and anything else that happens to come up. Hey, let's do this. It's a What are the Odds Wednesday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for Wednesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, the short-timer. Aaron Rabel, Lord Voldemort. You want to get in today? 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You are all good. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975, at ESPN975. Text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You know the number for that, too. And it's a Wednesday, so when you call, text, tweet, uh, whatever you do, put odds on it. One of the odds is going to be a fun show, Hoffman. It's going to be a great show, Freddie boy. That's what I a thought. A great show. I'm glad to hear you say that, because I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, uh, and we are going to drink some whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah, life is so tough. Whiskey. we, we got to work an extra two hours and drink whiskey at a social. That's terrible. That's just so hard. What does it mean, a social? Does that mean like we're going to have to talk to people? Uh, typically, yes. Are they going to be wearing masks? I mean, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, luckily, Christopher Hart is going to be there, so him but, being the whiskey expert, uh, they want to talk. I to would him. just always defer to him. Of that's the move. Yeah, yeah I'll be like, oh, be like, oh, you really like this? You know who actually has a good note about this whiskey? Christopher Hart. Let me go yeah. get him for you. <laughs> I like Chris, and uh, I saw him at the at the Whistle Pig uh, tasting. That was his event uh, at Truth Barbecue, where they did the whole hog. And uh, I said we, we, I wanted to get him on the show before we leave, before I leave, and uh, and maybe he could bring in like you know, some kind of fancy booze to to wish me adieu. Uh, but but yeah, I didn't realize he was going to be here tonight. But that does make me feel better. At least he's scheduled to be there on okay. all the live reads and everything. Oh yeah, he's the big star. Of yeah, that. which is great. Now we can just say, hey, you know who you really should talk to, Christopher Hart. Yeah, he's right over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good plan, Aaron. That that's that's very good for you. That's a, that's a good start to make up for something that you did on the on on your rundown that you sent. So, because I want to start the show off today with two of the bigger stories that are complete non-stories and have no business being as viral as they are. Does that sound fair? Okay. The first one, and, and you know, I don't want to call Aaron out when he just did something good, but <laughs> he sends me his his little rundown. And he always has a little description of the story on it, right? And it says, the NFL is supposed to let the Texans know if Watson will be on paid leave or not soon. Uh, you fell for this just like everybody else. Uh, this was just Mike Florio saying they should let them know. It's his opinion to let them know. It's not, it's not that they're actually going to let him know. But people are reporting it that way because all of this goes back to the stupid Casario comments that said nothing about Deshaun Watson that everybody reported that he was saying stuff about Deshaun Watson. Shame. I mean, that's for me. And, well, not just you. Every because I mean, it's it's symptomatic of what what is going on. Is like people are making news stories out of things that aren't news stories. That's not news. There's there is nothing that says, 
Oh, yeah, they're going to let them know. It's just Mike Florio saying they should let them know. It's him pontificating, and people are reporting it as though it's news. So uh, John and I did a sports map video on this very thing this morning. Really? Yeah, and uh, we were talking about if they were if they were indeed doing uh, a disservice to the Texans by by the, the, he made it like Florio was like the NFL is doing the, a disservice to the Texans by not announcing it. The Texans. I honestly think the worst thing the Texans that could happen to the Texans is that they do put him on that exempt list. Yeah. Because now, not only does he not play, they still have to pay him. Like, in this, in the case where he gets suspended, they don't have to pay him. Yeah. In the case where he's not suspended and not on the exempt list and he just chooses not to show up to team activities, they don't have, they, they don't have to pay him. Those are the win situations. Like, yeah, as far as getting it settled so they can trade him before training camp, that's not going to happen. That, yeah, that doesn't help. There's no trade market for him no. at the moment. No. So, yeah, but uh, it's just it's so weird that everybody's running with this. It's like they're trying so hard to have Deshaun stories. So, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. The other one, and you brought this up yesterday, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to give her attention. Okay, the little Fox twenty six reporter. You're you're against her. Uh, did did you watch the whole video? I did. Uh, here's what I think. Yeah, I am against her, and I'll tell you why. Uh, basically, this is just a I'm disgruntled with my bosses because they won't let me report on what I want to report on thing. And I hate to break it to you, having been on both ends of that. I mean, that's what bosses do. And you know what? If you want to do your own thing, that's great. But if you work for a company, you kind of got to do what they say. And her whole point was, oh, well, they're, you know, they're not being honest. They're not giving you the whole story. So your answer is to go to a self-proclaimed far-right website that also leaves out all the questions that I would ask. Right. And that anyone would ask. And what I wish, what I really wish in life, I, I wish there was a media watchdog that didn't identify itself as far left or far right. Because the bottom line is whenever you identify yourself as one of those things, you're automatically saying I'm biased. Yeah. So, and you go to, you go to a thing like, I'm not giving their name out either because I don't, I don't want to send traffic to them, but they're a self-proclaimed right-wing media thing, which, okay, great. Uh, I, I would like there to be a media watchdog that doesn't have a political slant to it because I do think a lot of, a lot of things she's talking about are... Frankly, they they exist in the media, especially in traditional media, and no one tr- traditional media wants to do it. That's why I'm always saying, "Hey, where did this come from?" You know, I'm, yeah. I'm always asking that question because I want to know what their you know what their reasoning is behind it. And this thing's just become a huge story, and there's nothing there. There's no there there. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but producers, guess what? You're a program director. You look yeah. at you look at demographics. When you're uh, when you're looking at what you're going to put on there, and how often do we joke about how TV just oh well, there's a shooting in Southwest Houston that's going to get on the news? I mean that's what they do. They're they're pandering to an audience, and it's to get ratings. And with ratings, you get advertisers. That's how it works. That's why when you watch, I, mean, I don't watch much uh, local news. And I and I and full disclosure, I mean I I do spots on twenty six all the time with Nate Griffin. So, but I would say the same thing if this were any other channel. It's just like, okay, great. This is somebody really out to get some attention. And and I also really find it scuzzy 
when you record people, especially in what looks like a bar setting. And the answers are giving you, you're trying to steer in a certain direction. And those people don't know. They're probably going to get fired. And those are probably low-level people who aren't making decisions based on stuff like that. It's just, it, 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 the whole thing disgusts me. And, but, but you know what? I'm not surprised because that's what people do. That's, that's the world we live in. You know, it, it, it's, it, it sucks. But, I mean, I think uh, the reality is uh, I'm de- definitely against her. And, and what okay. she, and what she did, and I'm against that website. But do you not kind of want to know what she wanted to say? That's gotten uh... well. She talked about it. It's like they, they she had a question with the doctor about uh, that hydrocloxy, whatever the hell it is. Uh, that was specifically cut out. Which you know, okay, that's that's going to happen. I hate to break it to you. You don't get like a five minute interview on on those things. They they cut everything down. And the fact that she wanted Bitcoin on there, and and I'll I'll just say this. The two things that that stood out is like okay she want she wants to report on the dangers of the vaccine okay great um, if they decide that's not a direction they want to go that's that's their prerogative uh, and I I have no problem with people who don't want to do it we've talked about that right uh, that that's your choice I don't think it should be forced down your throat either way but if you're being a militant about it then you're probably a loon and the same thing with Bitcoin I got to tell you. I know you do Bitcoin stuff, but you're not Bitcoin religion. No. Have you ever no. seen, you've seen Twitter, right? I'm not a truther. No, there, there are people on Twitter that think Bitcoin is straight from God that it, it, and that they worship it. And yeah, I, I kind of, and, and I'm getting, I get the impression that she's one of those. And guess what? You know what? Your audience doesn't really care about Bitcoin because they don't understand it. I mean, that's, that's not your target audience. So that was her that that's her big reveals that she couldn't do stories on that stuff. Eh, come on, man. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, man. Fuck that. But uh, I mean, so I, I don't know. I think that. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think this is an a, attempt to get attention and move on to another career that plays more to that audience. And it, was, it was so embarrassing looking at all the comments on there. Oh, yeah, this is this is great. Good for you. Stand up for her okay no nope, not me i'm gonna sit right here and do my show so oh, thank i thank goodness uh yeah well but i think that's that, that's just one of those things man that um it's becoming such a huge story especially around here and it is an absolutely nothing story i mean there's maybe one or two things you could pull out of there and say yeah well but 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 it was so slanted towards doing that that i can't take it seriously so uh, and IOT says, Fred, said Bitcoin wasn't a good play to poor African-Americans. That's not something you think is a little strange. No, it's called knowing your audience. And if that's the audience at five o'clock, yeah, then you want stories that are going to play to them. And, and yeah, should you, uh, should you vocalize that? Well, I mean, if you're talking to an employee and tell them, listen, this is why we're not doing it. I think it's okay. But I think, uh, for, you know, for you to take that one part of this and say, oh, this is terrible. So what? You're not supposed to know your audience. I mean, it's about ratings, man. It's not it's about true. news. That, that's something I don't think you guys understand. No, no offense, IOT. It's not about what's the news. It's about getting ratings. It's about getting eyes on the television. And you better know what your your audience is. That's all. That is the uh, the station director's job. That's my job here. I mean, we we went through a big 
deal of what we should be and what we shouldn't be talking about here. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not unheard of. Well, I just think that, uh, and this, this is a really interesting question because this was brought up. So would you be in favor of making a law that news pro- programs can't sell ads? No, because then you wouldn't have news. I mean, that the problem is, and it's not just your local news that does this. It's, you know, Fox News. It's everybody else. And they're not really news. That, that's the problem. None of these are really news things. I mean, go look at the format of these local shows. It's uh, shooting in Southwest Houston. Uh, here's more COVID news. Here's all bad news, bad news, bad news. Up next in sports. Here's your weather. Bad news, bad news, bad news. Traffic. And then and then something cute about dogs at the end. You oh, know, I like that. There's always the cute story at the end, right? So, anyway. I, I, I just... I baffled that things get so much attention and yeah i'm talking about it but i'm not i'm doing it the opposite way i'm not i'm not giving her attention you know what's getting a lot of attention lately though my hair your hair yeah and if you're coming to the uh uh the whiskey tasting tonight you'll get to see it and if you want to get your hair back it's real simple just go see dr linville can people touch it um if they're hot okay male or female yeah you know i'm or food uh or food right uh or whiskey (laughs) you pour whiskey on it but uh no guys uh go to uh, go to 975hair.com and you'll get a, a free consultation if you do it and talk to Dr. Linville. Just sit down with him, hear what he has to say. Here's what he's going to tell you. It's called the Neograph procedure. He's going to take the hair off the back of your head. He's going to put it where it's missing and uh, you're going you're gonna to look great. And it doesn't matter how bad it is. I was almost completely bald. They had to do 2,451 grafts. That, that, I don't know about you. That's a lot. Most of you guys aren't going to have to do that. And it'll make your hair look great. And it makes you feel better. And it really is a great procedure. This isn't any BS thing where it's hair plugs or stuff like that. It's just your own hair being moved around. That's simple. And take a look at his hair because it looks fantastic. And guess what? He did it too. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Real Fun Sports. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz. 713-780 ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And uh, people are asking for a hockey play because the one we hit last night. I don't have one tonight. I need to see another game in this series. I, I would. I would say the Knights are going to win. I don't feel good enough to bet them on the goal line like we did, uh, um, like we did last night. But there's not enough value to bet them to win. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, and Herbie says Vegas is minus two seventy on my bookie. I, I I just don't see the value in in playing the game tonight. Um, I it, it the over the numbers really close. So 
if you really have to do something, I'd go over, but I don't, I don't think I'm playing it. It's just not, uh, uh, as much as I had a good feel for last night, I don't have it for tonight and I need to see one more game between these two teams. It was a little different with, with Tampa and the Isles cause they did play in the playoffs last year. So little stat for you, Tampa now 11 and zero in their last 11 games when they've lost the prior, prior playoff game. Does that count as a trend? That's a trend. Yeah. So, anyway, 713-780-ESPN. So, yeah, I want, I want to get back to this question because uh, and there's some really good comments on the text line, by the way, uh, that I kind of want to get to. Somebody mentioned John Oliver did a piece on sponsored news ads a few weeks ago. He did, and I saw that. I also think it's one of those where he picked out the the really bad ones because I've been a part of one of those sponsored ads uh, when I was doing, uh, I can't remember who the client was, but they asked me, to do it with them and it was with channel 13 i believe and they made sure that there were certain things they could not say in those sponsored ads they had somebody there whose sole job was to say you got to cut that out so i think more stations do that than the ones that john oliver was talking about so if you if you've seen it and again that's why you know if you really want to dive into a subject you got to get all sides of it sometimes and 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 that one uh, I don't think he did. I don't think it was really fair. But he, but it is a good point that you're treating these sponsored segments like they're real things. And guess what? We run into this. We not not anymore because I'm not involved with the website anymore. But sponsored content versus written content. Yeah, there's certain things that have to be labeled sponsored content. And the point is to not confuse people. But if you're if you're buying time on a station, you want it to look like you use their talent. You want it to look like it's a real show. So people won't, oh, this is an infomercial. Ooh. And it is on the stations to do that. But uh, so he says, Nora has a law that media can't be biased. And if something is suspected as leaning one way or the other, it can be challenged in court. I don't know that we need to go that far with stuff. But all of this started, and it goes back a long way before most of you were born, to what was called the Fairness Doctrine. And the Fairness Doctrine was the, an FCC rule where, let's say we had uh, – um, let's say Sylvester Turner's running against Tony Busby for mayor. We have Sylvester Turner on the show. Then legally we had to give Tony Busby equal time. Right. Because you had to give both sides. And you know, that when they took that away, that's why that's where all these talk shows came from. That's where Rush Limbaugh came from. You wouldn't have Rush Limbaugh if we still had that. So I'm, I was okay with it being taken away, but all news outlets have gone too far with this. And, and yeah, I, I, it is confusing to people and that's what, uh, you know, a three, two says, isn't that the problem that it's not about the news anymore? Is that why people are so confused and divided? I think people are confused and divided because, um, our society sucks, but it doesn't help that media is, is part of the problem and not just, you know, not at least some of the, some of these companies say, Hey, we're biased. This is what we do. And this is, this is our news. And people will buy into it. But then when you have the ones that we call traditional, that there are also biases there too. It's just, uh, and they get defensive about it, but the truth is it exists. And all of that confuses the hell out of people and you don't know who to trust. And, you know, stuff like this is just, wow, it's a big story. And so much of what people are doing now is just, oh, let's, uh, let's analyze what this guy said. And that's kind of what it's, it's not the best thing. I'll, I'll just say that. Uh, I, I don't think it's great for anybody. And who wants to sit there and try to sort through this? 
I mean, that's part of the problem. That's why I always say, well, let's let's look at where this poll came from. Um, but who has the time to sort through all this? So you want to be able to trust people, but I got to tell you, you can't trust any of them. Except me. Except Fred. Yeah, you're, and, you've always been reliable. Well, but the the thing is, would you be in favor of, of making a law that news programs can't sell ads uh, text that we talked about before we went to break? I do think that's always a problem. And I dealt with this like when in, in the newspaper days. Okay, so we had like Macy spent a bleep ton of money with us, right? Uh, Foley's was in existence. And then when Foley's went under and Macy's cut back their advertising, but that cost us a bunch of money and started the spiral that pretty much ended things for newspapers. But do you think anybody... Thanks a lot, Foley's. Yeah, but do you think anybody was out there um, trying to write stories about how Foley's is getting their stuff from China or something. <laughs> of course not. It would have been a good story though. <laughs> if it was, I mean, I don't think it was true, but if it had, then but you, you've got to be cognizant of that, right? Just like we have to be cognizant of our sponsors. Now we're a little different here because we have opinions on stuff, but we also have to realize that, you know what? Maybe this opinion is not going to be the best thing. You know, if I'm going to go on here and talk about, uh, well, I, I don't even want to use one as an example because it'd be bad, but, um, but we're responsible to our advertisers. I'll, I'll use Larry Davis as an example because he's he's cool. But if I came on here and talked about how lawyers suck, you shouldn't trust them. Uh, they're terrible. Probably going to lose Lawyer Dave as a client, and that's it, which not the smartest thing. Little different because we're not having to report now. If I'm having to, if I'm doing a news report that all lawyers are immoral or something like that. Yeah, and that's what the stations, uh, I mean, the station wanted me to do. I do it, but you always have to be cognizant of this stuff. The problem is, if you're supposedly reporting the news, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to be, and you should not have to be beholden to your advertisers when you're reporting. Yeah, and anybody that tells you that they don't consider that, they're lying. It's they have to. I guarantee you that comes up in meetings. Anyway, that's uh, and Longstaff says for last five years, if your opinion doesn't match up with someone else's, you're automatically wrong, and that's a that's a problem. It is that, and that goes to a bigger societal issue, which you know we've talked about a lot. I I miss the days where I could actually have a, a political discussion with somebody, and we could disagree and then come to something, you know, somewhere in the middle. Those were the days. Somebody mentions China and the NBA. That there, there's a great example. Well, you textures are killing it today. So, seven one three seven eight zero, ESPN. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you would like to save money on your homeowner's insurance, well, there's a way to do that. TGS has made it very, very easy, friends, to save money and save a good amount of money. Uh, the average customer will save over $900 on their homeowner's insurance. I saved over a grand on my homeowner's insurance annually just by making the switch. And it's so simple. All you do is send the text, text the word money to 232323. They're going to ask for your address. Uh, you'll give that. And then in 15 seconds, you'll have a full and firm quote. If you like the quote, well, they'll get you started. They will, uh, they will get you refunded on your old policy, start you saving money immediately. And if you don't like it, if they can't save you money for whatever reason, 
Well, just throw it away. Who cares? There's no obligation once you send that text. They're just trying to help you out. It's as simple as that. Why wouldn't you do it? They're only working with A-rated insurance companies. Check them out. Text the word money to 232323. See what you could save today with TGS Insurance. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, 713-780-ESPN's your number. So, well, before we get to it, with Kevin Durant been over the Bucks last night. Dude, uh, I had, uh, first off, uh, Shout out to Patrick Creighton and his crew. We were at the uh, coaches in uh, Midtown. Watched uh, I, I watched the first period before I went home, and then um, had a good crowd. It was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately for Patrick, the Isles did not win. Fortunately for those of us who bet minus one point five goals, we were okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, but I watched. I, I wound up watching that, and then flipping between the Astros and the basketball and. Uh, I, I kind of think if the Bucks are going to win that series, they had to win last night, and Durant went off. Dude, a couple things about that. I, I thought for sure, you know, if you told me James – and James Harden, was he was awful. Yeah, awful, he, he, awful. he shouldn't have played. No, he had no business. I mean, he was, a net, he was a net negative, a, a big net negative. Is that a pun or – No. Okay. No. Uh, but if uh, – it didn't well, – not an intentional one. <laughs> Worked so, out. So if you had told me – Okay, James is going to play and he's going to be awful. Then I would have said either somebody is going to have to really step up and surprise, like be better than they have been. Because obviously the defense is going to key in on KD and either Joe Harris or... Uh, Jeff Green, who Jeff Green did play very well, yeah, he, he hit seven his first seven threes. I was like, whoa, uh, pretty. That's that's a pretty good start. But I would have thought one of those type of guys had to really step up and take over the game in a way that because I I figured KD would just be hounded all night, and KD was and well, like I said, Jeff Green did play well, but for the most part, KD was like, no, I, I don't care. I got it, especially in the second half. Yeah. He didn't care. He wasn't worried about who was on him. Uh, secondly, let's just say, let's just say what's, what is out there right now. And Giannis, who is supposed to be the, the, one of the best two-way players in the league, a multiple time MVP defensive player of the year, first team all defense again this year. Why isn't he checking Kevin Durant? Yeah, I think that was that was a big question everybody had. Like that's the, the that's the job. Like yeah. okay, you're you're our best defense and Chris Milton's a fine defensive player, but clearly that wasn't working. Yeah. Like maybe decide let's let's make a change and let's put Giannis on this guy and 
you know what? If Giannis gets exposed by KD, it happens. Right. KD is that good. He could, uh, I mean, there's that potential anytime he's out there because he's a, an offensive freak. But you, if, I mean, when you're in that type of a situation where their other two best players are down, or down and or out, you, you've got to do everything you can to stop that one guy. Right. And if, if Joe Harris beats you, well, that happens. Damn. And the truth is, the, the 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 Bucks were in control of that game. Yeah, I mean they had a huge. They were what they were up seventeen or something in the first half. Had a healthy halftime lead. They were leading going into the fourth, and Kevin Durant just kept making shots, kept making shots. At some point, you say, okay, let's put our best guy on him, or hell, maybe our best guy and another guy, and force anyone else to beat us. Yeah, and they just didn't do it. And it may, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the series is over, over. But historically, in a two-two series, the team that wins Game Five, that's a that's a pretty big win. I think they should win at home, but um, I I don't. I don't see. I don't think they're going to beat them two games in a row. I mean, the the Bucks, the Bucks go through stretches where they can't score. That's part of the problem too. That's that's a lot of the NBA. But that that was part of the problem last night was Durant couldn't miss, and then. You know, the 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 if you're not going to have Giannis on him, he needs to be scoring with him, and that didn't happen. But the whole NBA thing is a mess right now because apparently Chris Paul has either been exposed to the Rona or has the Rona, which would really suck for Phoenix. It would. I um, mean, l- luckily they got through their four games real fast, and he got time. Yeah, you can hope that the Clippers and uh, well, then the Clippers just lost Kawhi. And pro- probably for the season. He's, it looks like if he's it, dead. If it's yeah. an ACL, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing's kind of falling apart. And and not Chris Paul, but with all these injuries, you know, you had Anthony Davis and, and uh, a, a lot of guys getting hurt here. Uh, I wonder if it's not because there was such a short turnaround between last year and this year. And why? And I thought at the time it was a bad, a bad idea by the NBA for two reasons is – you know, you're basically going to try to have nearly a full season after you've had you've had almost a full season, and you had to push everything back, and then you rush through it. And you know, guess what? Guys are going to get hurt when you do that. And plus, the reason the ratings are so bad, there was no sense of urgency between the two seasons. It was almost just like an extended season. Yeah. And do people even remember the Lakers one in the bubble? No. Well, and, yeah, they do because it was LeBron, but but barely. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem, too, is one of the things that makes sports fun is you start, well, of course, not with the Texans because we're speculating on 22 and 23 now, uh, but it is the lead up and the fact that, okay, we haven't had the sport for a while. And I, I just think I just think the whole thing's a mistake, but oh, well, um, 713-780-3776. Uh, I, uh, I did want to get to... I guess all these reports are coming out now that every other team has been cheating. The Royals cheated in 2015. Yeah. Uh, 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 Shocker. Hey. But this goes back to what I've said before. Why do we care if other teams cheated? Why does anyone care? Eat my balls. Yeah. Just say, okay, yeah. Those guys cheated too? Mm. Hopefully if you cheated, you won a World Series out of it. Otherwise, you're a big dope. You're not that good at cheating. Cheat better. Yeah. But if, like if, the guys who, who are like, oh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. It's like, well, 
They were the best players. Everybody was cheating. They were the best at it. <laughs> Sorry you couldn't hit 770-something home runs while you were cheating, bum. Barry Bonds cheated and hit 700-something home runs the way you're supposed to do it. That's how it should be. If you're going to cheat, you, you damn well better make something of it. You think uh, Altuve cheated on the Grand Slam last night? Or Absolutely. Just, yeah, of course he did. Uh, I noticed he wasn't covering up his shirt, so it's not a buzzer now. I bet he's got an earpiece. But, yeah, look, I, I don't think in any way, and I've, I've been consistent about this from the beginning, and I, I don't think the whole scandal was a very big deal at all. I think it was made a big deal, just like a, a, all of these things get turned into media frenzies, like like deflate gate. It's like, oh, boy, a ball was didn't have all the air in it. Ooh, oh, my God, that's got to be news all over the place every day, and the Astros became that. This doesn't excuse them, though. In any way, shape, or form, um, they it, it, and I don't care that they did it because other teams were doing it too. They were better at it. Great for them. What I object to is them being little bitches and rolling over. Yeah, that that was bad, and that was a problem. But yeah, the the thing is, great. We're going to find out everybody else was cheating. It's still going to be a stain on the Astros, and who cares? Do do uh, eat, tell them to eat your balls. Eat my balls. Whether you have them or not. So, anyway, uh, wanna, is there anything up there interesting to you? Uh, we'll talk to Chase, I guess, since we're a little bit talking Astros. What do you got, Chase? Hey, sports guys. Sports to you. Hey, so I was a minute made last night uh Pretty awesome moment for Altuve. I saw some old heads talking about uh, Craig Biggio and Jeff Bagwell as greatest Astro ever. Um, their highlight was getting swept in the mid two thousands. Um, Altuve's definitely the goat Astro, right? I'll hang up and listen. Yes, to put it simply, yes. Jose Altuve is the best player that's ever. He's the best Astro. He's not the best player that's ever played for the Astros, but he is the best Astro. He's the he's the lifetime achievement award. He he will go down historically as the best Astros player ever. We 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 agree on that, right? Yeah, I, I think I, we I'm, both decided that a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, we made that decision after 2017, and and I have seen nothing to change it since. And listen, those guys were great players. The problem is, and this gets back to why these conversations are usually uh, inspired by who was your favorite player when you were 12 years old. So those olds were probably 12 years old when Bagwell and Biggio were here. And there's guys that will still swear by Jose Cruz as the greatest Astro ever. <laughs> and in no way do I want to diminish those guys because they were really good players for a long time. Altuve is the greatest Astro. Yep. And, and I think that if they can somehow find a way to keep Correa, we may be having a different conversation in five years if he keeps doing what he's doing. But I don't know that he's ever going to be MVP and uh, batting champion. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be tough to pass Altuve at this point for anybody. Mm. And when you do the World you know, World Series, you've been MVP, you've been batting champion champion multiple times. I I, I just I, it's going to be hard to beat that. That's not yeah. qu- it's not quite. Uh, well, and someone was it's like, not quite Cy Young's five hundred wins, but someone's like, oh, call me when Altuve has three thousand hits, and it's like, do do we really think that? And I don't know. And honestly, I don't know if Jose Altuve will ever get to three thousand hits. It's it's a lot harder now than it used to be to to reach that mark. But if he gets to 
2,700 and his batting average is 10, 15 points higher than Craig Biggio's? Are we really going to pretend like Craig Biggio was a better hitter than him? No, I, well, I think we know that he wasn't. He wasn't. And, and I think we know that now. And if you're going to use the 3,000 hit standard, then say, okay, uh, let Jose play till he's 40 years old then. Right. And let's see how many he let has. Just, let him just stay out there being a drain on the lineup. Like, <laughs> and, and guys, I know, I know some of you, you olds love Biggio. Go look at some of the seasons he had. He wasn't nearly as consistent as Altuve's been. Altuve had one bad year last year, basically, and a short season with the Rona. And, you know, I, I think uh, it, it's it's always nice to to remember the guys who were great before. But, I mean, to me, this is just not even a conversation. Think about that. So, uh, Jose Altuve, last year he, he batted 219 in, like you said, a, a shortened season. His worst batting average in his in his career, his eleven year career, besides that last season, was two seventy six. His rookie year when he played fifty seven games, yeah. And then it's two eighty three. So basically, outside of his rookie year and his Rona year, he's never hit lower than two eighty three. That's crazy. Yeah, it, and and go go look at Biggio by comparison, and you're going to see a lot of years there. Where it's like. That was his best year. It was two eighty three. Yeah, and I, I mean, yes. Craig Biggio was a, a and and I've we've talked about this before. Craig Biggio shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. If it, if I were running the Hall of Fame, Craig Biggio wouldn't be in it. He was a very good player for a long time. He was a, a really consistent grinder player, and on some relatively bad teams, he was a good player. Uh, but that, that dude, I mean, Jose Altuve had two hundred hits four seasons in a row. Craig Biggio had 200 hits once in his career. Don't don't tell me Craig Biggio is better than Jose Alvarez. Yeah, I I think that is that's kind of your drop the mic moment, right? And even Jeff Bagwell, to me, Jeff Bagwell is a better player than Craig Biggio. Yeah, because at least at one point we looked at Jeff Bagwell and said, you know what, he's he's the best player in the league. I don't think anybody ever said Craig Biggio is the best player in the league, isn't he? Well, uh, how do you get to be the best player in the league? You win the MVP. MVP that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah. and. That's uh, that's kind of the point, and I just think that it. it no, it, I don't even know that Craig Biggio was ever the best player on the Astros at the time. He was the best player in years where Jeff Bagwell was hurt. But I mean, when when they were all healthy, Bagwell was a better player. Later on, Berkman was Berkman a better, was better player. Yeah. I just I and I and I, again, I hate doing that because it makes it sound like the guy wasn't very good. That's not true. He was he, he was, was good. He was really good. For a long ass time, but don't be don't be trying to tell me he's better than Tuve, especially when you you know what you can have your three thousand hits. You know what I'll take postseason. Yeah, I'll take postseason success over that every day of the week. And uh, guess what? All Tuve has postseason success. Yeah. You know who has success in the regular season? El Tigre Tejano. Postseason, you know every season. Abogado El Tigre Tejano. What's up, lawyer Dave? Well, I just finished another trial today for one of the blitzers. It didn't quite go our way, but I'm down there fighting for everybody that needs a hand. Any kind of accident they've been in, I'm the lawyer. To take it to trial, that's what has to happen to get the justice our people deserve. Yeah, even Altuve has a uh, strikeout every now and then, but uh, he also hits game-winning home runs. That's what Lawyer <laughs> Dave does. If you've been in any kind of accident, and guys, I was out driving around today, you're going to get in an accident because the stupids are out. And whether it's an 18-wheeler... 
uh, any kind of accident, then give Dave a call. And guess what? If you can't afford to go to the doctor, what are you going to do for him? I'm going to find a doctor in the specialty that you need to treat you without any money out of your pocket up front so that you can get better, get back to work, get on with your life. And if you don't have a car because it got crashed by some 18-wheeler, I'll find transportation for you to get back and forth to the doctor. How about that? Yeah, and it, you're, they're not going to pay a dollar out of their pocket until you win the case, right? That's exactly right. We take this ride together. You don't pay me any money for a consultation. If I take your case, we take it on a percentage. We fight the fight together, and hopefully 90 95% of the time, we get some kind of result that's good for everybody. Yeah, Lawyer Dave, like uh, like the rest of us, likes to gamble on himself, and he does very well doing it. Let him know how they can get in touch with you, buddy. Guys, you can hit me up at 713-626-8900. That phone is answered 24-7. Send me an email at LawyerDave.com or tweet me at LawyerDaveLaw, and I will be there for you no matter what it takes. All right, LT Gray, if they need a lawyer, what do they do? They would better dial Dave. You need a taste of your own is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. All right, here's here's an attempt to make a case for the other guys. Altuve didn't face the likes of Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. The pitching is much different today with attacking north and south of the zone instead of the east and west of 90s ball. Yeah, with spider tack and all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has been facing spider tack. Um, you think? Are you saying Greg Maddox was spider tacking? It, where the spin rates in the Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin days were a little lower than they are now. It's just a teeny tiny bit. Yeah, I, I, and I also think that that's unfair to the pitchers that are out there that Altuve's been facing. Yeah. And Clayton Kershaw, pretty damn good. Yep. I mean, that that's, yeah, that's again, that's just glamorizing a, a different era. Which what you, It's what you said. That's what happens when you, you, whoever was the best when you were 12 years old. Yeah. That's who the best is. Yeah, and that's okay. And you're like, oh, Greg Maddox is one of the greatest. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, Justin Verlander, not bad. Now he's on your team now. But there's been some pretty good pitchers during this era. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, uh, pretty much anybody that puts on a Mets uniform. I mean, those guys are good. It's just because maybe you don't watch Jacob DeGrom pitch as much as you watch Glavin and Maddox. I mean, they were good, but yeah, OG says, back in my day, get off my lawn. That's all I hear. No, I mean, it's it, it's a good point to make, but it, it's also ignoring the fact that there's pretty good pitchers right now. Do you, who, who did uh, Altuve hit that game winner in the ALCS off of? Who was that? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall. You don't? Okay. No, some scrub. Some guy who's been... It was like a position player, wasn't it? I think it was. 
Um, some guy throws 102 miles an hour. Yeah, wasn't that who it was? I think 104. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's uh, that's pretty good. And just because, and is Aroldis Chapman? Is he uh, Greg Maddox? No. Is he he John Smoltz out of the bullpen? Though is he a dominant force? Yeah. And listen, I, I don't think. Who the pitchers they faced are are that much greater than than they are now, if if they are at all. Yeah, and and that's one you're, you're picking out the best guys from that era. I'm just I, so I'm just going to pick out the best guys from this era. And somebody mentioned Blake Snell. There's another one. I mean, those guys are good. Now, will they continue to be good if uh, um, they're not allowed to put whatever on the ball anymore? I don't know. See what. Uh, Tyler Glass now, he got hurt because he can't cheat anymore. That's a bummer. Yeah. These damn rules where they're like, they're not letting me put sticky stuff on my hands. Now i got to grip the ball. My elbow's blown out now. Thanks a lot, Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's a pretty... <laughs> that's not the best argument. No, no. Uh, because like, okay, I've been cheating all these years. Now that I don't get to cheat, ow, my, my season's over. I don't. I don't think I would have gone to that card. I mean, hey, guys are going to have to adjust. So what? Somebody said, "Jesus, I'm a '90s kid," but there are a lot of pitchers today that are just as good, if not better. What a horrible argument! Uh, it's not horrible. I, I I get what he's trying to do. It just, yeah, it it, it just ignores the fact that well, Altuve's faced some really damn good pitchers too, it and and performed, not crawled into a hole in the playoffs. We can also look at it as it, it, the guys who play in the '90s. We know that we know the guys who are Hall of Famers, and we know who wasn't. So we could say, "Oh, look, he played against these great players." We don't know really the guys right now. Like, like is Trevor gonna, Bauer going to be a Hall of Famer? I have no idea. Yeah, it, I, it, I mean, we don't know. I mean, give it another five years, and we'll have that conversation. I think Justin Verlander's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, certainly. Uh, I think Clayton Kershaw is probably a Hall of Famer. Certainly, but I mean, we don't know about Jacob Degrom yet. Guys like that. I mean, who knows? And you may look up and say, "Wow!" I mean, the, look, look at his career. You got you got to give it a chance to play out. But now, yeah, I mean, I just think it's uh, it, it, it's he's it, like, "Well, I, I thought I just named the first ballot Hall of Fame players that played on the same team." Yeah, yes, and again, what what is that? What does that prove? How does that? How does the fact that those guys, both those guys, and I love Jeff Bagwell. He's, he's been my favorite Astro f- until this current group. Um, but how does that explain how they couldn't hit anybody else? They didn't hit Kevin Brown when you had Randy Johnson. When it got to the playoffs, they folded. Altuve didn't. That's that. That's that alone separates him from them because of everything else he's already done in his career. Well, and by the way, I mean the Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, and Walker Bueller right now. Yeah. Who's to say that one day we won't look at those guys as better than Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox? Yeah, and keep in mind that a lot of Smoltz's career is when they moved into the bullpen yeah. at the end, and he was he was dominant. But yeah, I just I don't know why it, it just it doesn't. I'm sorry, but that that argument doesn't work for me. Um, it, it, it's you, you look at everything that they've had to face, but. Argus AJ has a point. There aren't even any Hall of Famers playing right now. Well, you know what? Let's also look at the fact that there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that don't belong. Sure. Let's be honest. And I guarantee you from this group, there'll be some guys who get in that had no business getting in.
All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. And uh, you know what? Uh, All right, let me tell you guys about TGS Insurance. And if you want to save money on your homeowner's insurance, TGS is a great way to do it. Uh, And they've, they've got a fast, a simple process, and all it takes is a text message. You text the word money to 232323. They will ask for your address. You reply back with that, and they'll send you a quote within 15 seconds, a full and firm quote, uh, And because they've already shopped the homes in your area. They know what you could be paying for homeowner's insurance. You get that quote. If you like it, cool. They will get you switched over from your old insurance, get you refunded whatever you've paid on that old policy, and start you saving money right away with them. If you don't like it, no, no big deal. You can just delete it and move on with your day. But chances are good you're going to save money. The average customer saves over $900. Uh, I saved over 1000 There is money to be saved, guys. Why wouldn't you look into it? See if you could save a little bit of that. Uh, it's really simple. Like I said, you text the word money to 232323. See what you could be saving on your homeowner's insurance today with my good friends over at TGS Insurance. Get down. I bought two whips and I put my boot on. She put this wrist on. She fed the wrist and it went rich and mill prone. Turn a pandemic into a pandemic. You know that's you know that we own. Yes, sir. Them gon' pull up and L at this. Let's together won't get what you home.